This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I am bringing back one of my guests for a third time, Hamza, my friend from Toronto who is in Toronto right now, and I'm in Vancouver, so we are Zooming and recording this podcast episode together. So I'm really excited to have him back because we always have these really incredible conversations, and I know that they make an impact with our audiences, so this is going to be a great time today. So Hamza, can you please introduce yourself for the new listeners that are on and listening to us today? For sure. Well, I'm going to start off by thanking you, Kayla, for having me on your podcast for the third time. Um, I do enjoy these chats quite a bit. And to the new listeners, uh, my name is Hamza. I work at Good Life Fitness as a sales advisor. And then I'm also a unpaid musician, <laughs> unpaid aspiring musician. Um, and yeah. That's uh, what I do. That's awesome. So what are we, how about you start this? What are we talking about today? What did we decide to chat about? All right. We are talking predominant. We're going to talk primarily about the power of focus um, and uh, making the effort to try and consolidate whatever it is that you are doing in your life so that you can put more in time and energy into the things that really matter and will move your life forward. Yes. And, yeah. And I think focus in the sense of, you know, imagine turning on a light bulb in a room and you, that light is, you know, splayed across the room. And we're talking about turning that light into like a laser beam and the impact exactly. that, that makes. Because when we do that, it literally cuts through metal versus like a light just lighting up a room and then you see it everywhere. So it's, we're talking about like the impact of intention that focus actually makes on your life. Yeah, you got it. And that's a good analogy, too, because how I was visualizing it is when you grab a magnifying glass in the sun and then you're using that beam to, like, melt an ant or whatever because you're a dick. Oh, my but God. It's sort of like, <laughs> but, but it's that. It is that. It's that laser focus that yes. uh, that results. <laughs> yes. So when Hamza and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago before we decided, decided to jump on and record, we were just sharing about the how we've learned in the last few decades of our lives how... The, those moments in time where we're scrambling and we're doing multiple things at the same time and nothing's working and then what happens when say the unimportant things sort of fall off or the focus becomes more intention like what actually happens from that so we're going to be talking about like our own personal experiences and then we're also going to be bringing up the power of focus in the current situation in the world right now with the pandemic going on and just a couple of tips and tricks on how you can really flip your focus like literally in a moment and that can completely shift the dialogue of the conversation, shift your energy, shift your perception. Like it's really having this awareness of using focus as a tool can honestly transform your life in an instant, which is, I think, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's also really important, um, especially in this day and age with social media and so many things, uh, you know, pulling your attention away. It's even more important that you're able to you know, bring that power back to yourself so that you control where you put your focus. And that is a personal responsibility. 
at the end 100%. of the day percent. Yeah. And I think you're, you're right. Like braining it back in so that you control your focus and take yeah. responsibility because it's really easy to say as a prime example, Oh, COVID-19 is taking over the world. The economy is crashing. Look at all these things happening, like all these negative things. And sure. You can ask yourself, where's your focus? Are you watching the news every day? Are yeah. you, are you reading articles or watching YouTube videos and things that are not credible sources and considering that those are the truths when they might not be or are you focusing on like what you actually need to know to protect yourself to protect others and then spending the rest of your time taking advantage of the time to do things that you actually want to be doing so all of that comes down to decision and choice right exactly and i think it's you know and 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 no one's going to pretend that they know the right thing to do during a pandemic but it starts simply with taking control of your focus and that's a decision right that's what i said to you before we started this podcast is that it's your decision what you're going to focus on so if you're going to spend all day sitting at the computer or on your phone and just reading conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory you're making that decision to focus on those things and then of course you're going to feel like crap mm-hmm. afterward right yeah. so um yeah, it's it's not it's not a complicated message at all. It's just just bring it, just rein it back in, and then remember that you have the power to decide where you put your focus and attention. Exactly. Let's dive into personal examples because I know that we talked about this with each other. Where do you want to share? You go first. Like, do you want to share a time in your life where, let's say, focus was lacking, or yeah, just that, and then what became of it when you actually shifted your focus? For sure. Um, and it's funny because I, I think I might have mentioned these, um, mentioned this a little bit in our previous podcast. I don't remember, but I feel like there's a chance I might have. But uh, last summer, I found myself at a point where my attention was just scattered all over the place because I was trying to take way too much on. Right. So I wanted to at that point, I wanted to focus on music and writing as my main creative outlets and life goals. And, uh, you know, I was. I had just met a singer who needed a guitar player. So I was playing guitar for her. I was trying to produce my own music. I was trying to run my own blog. And this is all in addition to working a full-time job and having a social life, right? It's funny, even like just thinking about it, it's just like, oh my God, what the the fuck was I thinking? And I I totally just like crashed as a person because I took too much on and I was making little to no progress on all those endeavors. And uh, the breaking point came for me probably closer to the end of last summer, early fall, when the singer who I was working with, she said, I need you to commit twice a week to rehearsals so we can move our shit forward. And I just knew that if I did that, then I'm like, I have to like say no to everything else. And it's just going to totally throw me out of balance. So at that point, I, I really fucking stepped back from everything I was doing and went inward and focused on, okay, it's like, what do I really want? What do I really want here? Because I can't do all this because I'm spreading myself too thin. And I knew that at the end of the day, I was getting most of my enjoyment from two things, really from two things. And I was producing my own electronic music and doing yoga. So I literally made the fucking tough decision to actually to like tell that singer, be like, you know what? I can't work with you, unfortunately. And it's nothing personal. It's just that I have other things I'd rather prioritize. So I wish you the best of luck and I'm going to go do my own thing. And to be honest, over the last eight months, right up until (laughs) the COVID-19 outbreak, I feel like this is actually the most focused I've ever been on the things that really matter to me. 
Um, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll describe it a little bit more as we go on, but that's really, that was really when, when, when I realized the power of focus and how important it is. Yeah. I love, I love that story. And I think that it was a blessing in disguise that deep down, maybe you were sort of in the haze of doing all these things because you like all these things. And then the opportunity came up for that conversation. Like, Hey, I want you to commit to twice a week for rehearsals. And that was like the straw on the camel's back, but also a test like a test from the universe, like comes out how bad you actually want this. And then it pushed you into a position to be like, okay, what am I, like, what am I doing? Like, what do I actually, what do I actually want? Like, am I just doing all this for the sake of doing it? Or is this really what I want to be doing? And so obviously, you know, you, you committed to what was important for you in that moment. And now here you are talking about actually making progress in those areas of life because you shifted your focus onto, you know, less things so that you could be more intense with those things. Exactly. And it's funny because until, so yeah, there was that turning point when, you know, I was confronted by the universe of like, all right, are you going to, are you going to commit to this or are you going to step back and see what it is that you really want? But I'd say the biggest uh, sort of uh, outcome from all of this is that it wasn't until I made that decision that I started to make the progress that I wanted or real progress, right? So once I, once I said no to her, once I decided to move on from the blog or whatnot, that's when I actually started producing music. And it's funny because in the last six months, I've put out three tracks where before I had put out zero tracks. And it's, it's just that simple. It's like, okay, now I'm actually focusing on it and putting the attention that it needs. And even with my yoga practice, there were poses that, you know, that I was just like, fuck, like I just can't get this pose down. But if I'm only doing it like once a week or whatever, that's not going to happen. And it wasn't until I started putting my focus and attention there and doing yoga two, three times a week that I was now able to work into those poses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so, so that's, true. That's I love, I love your story. And I think my story from with, with focus is a little bit different, but it still yeah. shows the beauty of when you intensify like the direction you're going into like one spot or one or two places that that really creates like the foundation, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think for me, like my experience with focus and I share this with you when I was in university between 2009 and 2015, I, especially in 2009, like I literally went from, you know, just working a part-time job to getting into university and I started playing varsity rugby. I was working two part-time jobs and going to school full-time and apparently having a social life, which was actually insane. And I was failing all over the place. Like my, my marks were shit. Like I was exhausted. I like rode the bench for rugby. Like it was, it was really bad. And so for me, the difference is that I kept doing all those things for six years. And by the end, I was definitely like very proficient and excelling at everything. But the thing is like what I had to focus on at the start was actually my structures because I didn't really, sure, I could have quit one of my jobs and I could have not played rugby. But for me, like those things were important. Like I obviously needed an income. I was driving, I had car insurance and I was living at home, but still needed to have like some money and rugby. Like I was going to school to play rugby and to study and, you know, working and just working out and all that. Like those are things that were important to me at the time. So I changed my focus to what my structures were. And I got really intentional with bringing integrity into my life and integrity, meaning doing what is meant to be done when it's supposed to be done. Therefore, the option of procrastination was off the table. And Mm -hmm. I really had to like, okay, these are my class times. Like this is when I can go to the gym and I have rugby three days a week. We play on weekends. 
and and that was it and then okay I work Saturday mornings before my rugby games so I did that for a long time like working at 5 30 in the morning but yeah the thing is like it was really hard and I think because this is like a double-edged sword for me is that I'm very stubborn so I was like so willing to trip on my on my face and just fall over and over again until it started to work out but it was it really was the focus wasn't necessarily on okay I'm just gonna play rugby or I'm just gonna work it became like what can I focus on that's actually going to help me impact all of these things so that I can succeed in everything? And it it came down to the structure, like, okay, you know, having a schedule and really, you know, setting boundaries. Like I'm obviously not going to party every weekend night or every weekend because that's going to affect me being able to study for classes or to be able to play rugby well. So then it becomes this whole process of like deciding what the priorities are. And so by the end of the six years, like I was, you know, able to, manage multiple things but then again you know later on and I shared the story with you when I started personal training and building a business I tried to do the same thing where I had multiple things going on at the same time and that was like did not work for me at all like my business was failing I was like accumulating debt because I was doing this program for seven months and traveling and I didn't have the money to sustain it so what actually happened by the end of that was like I did everything half-ass yeah. And then that, that in that part, I wasn't successful because I didn't put in a structure. Like I didn't focus on the structure to help me succeed. So those were like yeah. such big lessons that I've learned from like these sort of chapters of my life with like where focus is important. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I really like your story also because it, it shows that, you know, that underlying ambition is it's important, like, of course, of course, it's important, but then it also started to work against you. Yeah. Right? Because now there's so much that you wanted to take on, and now you're half-assing everything, right? So that's the, that's the darker side of having an ambition, ambitious sort of go-getter personality. Um, and I, I feel like it's, it's, it's quite common, you know, I, I, at least especially with, with millennials. Like, I know a lot of friends and peers who are prone to the same thing of like, oh, yeah, you know what, I want to... Uh, I want to build a new business, but then I also want to have like a six pack abs. And then I also want to like learn singing. And then I also want to like read, you know, like Moby Dick and all these things. And, uh, and it's funny cause I'm pulling these examples out of my head, but these are things that people have actually said to me. I'm like, I want to do this, this and that. And it always sounds like such monumental tasks. And then I already know that they already have a lot going on on top of that. So, but you know, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to dim their light, but at the same time, you're kind of like, Ugh, I, like, sounds like you're taking a lot on and there's a chance that you're probably not going to be able to do that. And frankly, usually they don't. And I'm not saying that sitting from my high horse because that's what happened to me. Also, I didn't make any of the real progress that I wanted uh, last year because I was trying to take on like five different things. I think, yeah, go on. Oh no, that's it. Yeah. I was just, just taking too much on and then, and then having to deal with the consequences of that, of not making any solid progress on any of it. And then, you know, feeling kind of shitty at the end, you're like, fuck, like, I have all these ambitions, but I'm not making any progress because I'm too scattered. It's true. And I remember when I was in this next chapter of my life, post-university, and I was personal training in Toronto. And it really got to the point of, why am I doing all of this? Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, what's the meaning of life? It was like, why am I actually doing all of this? Like, what is the intention? And for me, I realized that it became an identity. It became an identity yeah. that I'm Kayla, I'm a productive person, I can multitask. And it suddenly, it, it, it started coming from a place of the ego, rather than humbly choosing like one 
thing to really focus on right and so at that point in my life like obviously in university I could handle a full plate of multiple different things because they fit together but when I was when I was starting my personal training business that requires that requires all focus like I had stopped playing rugby like I was literally at the gym 10 to 12 hours a day like training clients prospecting working out hanging out and it was just it, it really took all my my time and energy and so when I was trying to do that and I was doing this course on the side both things were hurting and I wasn't excelling. So then after that, once my course finished and I put all my focus into my personal training business, that's when things completely shifted and I was yeah. actually successful. And, and it was then that I really realized the power of focusing on like one thing and putting all the intention into that. Because then what's happened is sure at that period of time in my life where I was in Toronto for three years, all I did was personal training. I like seldomly played touch rugby. I, traveled a little bit with my boyfriend but like that really was like all that I was doing there but here we are now I'm in Vancouver and those skills of learning how to run a business and be an entrepreneur and you know having confidence that I can make a difference for people like all of that has transferred into me becoming a mindset coach putting myself out there continuing to grow my business and even starting a podcast so here I am at that point in time putting focus in on that one thing that is now impacting like three or four things in my life in the future. And I had no idea that that was going to happen. So I think that people like underestimate that they think, well, if I only focus on this, then I, then I'm just going to miss out on everything else in my life, which isn't true. It's not true. And that's, that's exactly the next point that I was going to lead to is that I feel like a a lot of it is driven by FOMO. Yeah. Right. It, it's just it's such Fear a, missing out for those who don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's such a millennial thing it really is but we are I, like i mean way before covid19 we were all just dealing with the virus that's known as fomo because yeah. then you see other people doing all these things and they're like oh my god that person's made so much progress in that or it's they're killing it there but you don't see what's going on behind the scenes of what they're doing right so um, for example, if your friend has just like launched like a super or not super, but let, let, let's just say they, they've launched a business and that business is successful. You're just seeing that one event. You're not seeing the years upon years of them having to research and build and network and fuck up left, right and center. Yeah. Um, and then you start thinking, oh man, now I need to build a business for myself because you know, they're doing it and that's awesome. Yeah. And, it just, and, it, and it's happening all around us too. So yeah freaking you really gotta and you know you know what's awesome for dealing with FOMO also I feel like I always bring this up in every podcast or anything I talk about but it's meditation oh yes like meditation is just it's such a powerful tool and I feel like I'm I'm sounding like a broken record because I'm always posting about it on my Instagram too uh but it just really is and I know you're a big you know proponent of meditation also and and it's and it's power it's so true. And I know that you've shared in previous episodes how with meditation, like here, here again, meditation is a form of focus, obviously. Yeah. And so you've shared how you've done a really great focus on chakra realignment and cleansing with your meditations. And I started doing that the last few weeks and getting super intentional with that. I actually recorded a chakra meditation that's going to come out of my podcast in a few weeks, but nice. like taking that time in the morning, which is when I meditate 99% of the time and just going inward and focusing on, you know, the energy systems, like the seven chakras in the body going along the spine from like your head all the way down to the base of your spine. And it's like paying attention to those areas where like, what am I thinking in my mind? Like what's going on in my mind? 
or within the, th- the throat chakra, like where am I not self-expressed or what is it that I want to say or, or do that I'm not doing that I feel held back and like small. And then in the heart, like where, what is it do I, that I need to work on in terms of like expanding myself emotionally to like love others. And, you know, you just continue going down the chakra system. And I think when I do that and I focus on each of these areas then I can see like what it is I need to let go right? Like, oh, did I have a disagreement with this person? Like, okay, I really need to like focus on sending love, like coming from the heart chakra. And these, these meditations, and I know that you'll, you'll agree with this is just, they make such a difference because when I go and I spend that time in the morning focusing on myself and focusing on letting things go and getting clear and having clarity and how I want my day to go or whatever it is I plan to do next. When I go to do those next things, it's like, I'm clear therefore I can focus better and get more shit done, you know? Exactly. Because, you know, in, in terms of when people are like, okay, I want to be clear and focused, you need to feel as unburdened and free within yourself as possible. Yes. Right? That's the only way you need to create space within yourself to be able to do that. Now for yourself, because you run your own, uh, business and you're a mindset coach, you, you have to spend a lot of time designing your programs, prospecting for clients and marketing and all that. Could you imagine doing that and like fucking having no focus? Yeah. Well, it, just, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't work. Right. And again, I'm not saying that I, I know exactly how you're going about it, but at least from the outside in, it looks like you're focused enough, right. Where you're putting out consistent podcasts, but you know, it's, it, it, and, I just realized that for myself also in order to sit down and do anything creative, whether it was making music or, or writing. And at this time it's making music is that I just need to be able to be in it and not think about, you know, what's going on at work or what's happening with my friends or family or, or, or any of that shit. And then I realized I'm like, okay, that shit's going to happen no matter what I do. I have to take the responsibility to create that space and freedom within myself so that I can focus on my creative work. Yes. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. It takes a lot. That's a skill on its own. But here's the thing. If you need a starting point, that's your starting point. It's yeah. focus on how you're going to create freedom and be as un, unburdened as you can within yourself. And meditation and journaling are the two best tools that I've found for that myself. No, a hundred percent. I'm right on board with you there because I meditate yeah. more consistently than I journal, yeah, but <laughs> I definitely still journal here and there. And I think, I think one thing that you pointed out was that's really important is when it comes to focusing and being consistent, that you're talking about the distractions of life, of things going on around you. And there could be things out of our control yeah. that are going on around us. And those could very well be excuses as to quote, why we can't focus. But really, that's just a self-sabotaging tactic of, oh, there's a pandemic going on now. Like, I just, I can't focus on working out because there's just too much going on in the news. And, and you know, my kids and my family, everyone's at home. Like, I, I just can't do this. And, and I'm like, you know what? Like, there are ways around it. Like, as an example, one of my good friends is staying with her sister right now. And her sister has two kids with her husband. And yeah. she's sharing with me, and I completely understand this. The kids are rebelling. And I, I like when she's explaining to me what they're doing, like, you know, they're being mean to each other or they're saying like, oh, so-and-so gets everything and I don't. And I'm telling my friend and she sees it is they're trying to gain control. 
and yeah. they're trying to like they they're probably sensing the energy and you know the parents are stressed out because they're at home and then the news is on all the time and I was telling my friend I said you know what why don't all of you sit down and do a meditation and I yeah. said sure this might sound crazy but listen when I was in university studying and like I studied the psychology of adolescents and growth of teenagers and children there were studies that showed that when children meditate, it like gives you that sense of grounding and focus. And so despite this being a chaotic home environment, like, or like that's the experience, like it's not an excuse that you can't change how you're behaving within that environment or change how, like what you're focusing on, like turn off the news and put on a meditation instead. You still yeah. have that choice. And then you still have control in that situation, despite there being a pandemic on the other side of your house, like on the other side of your front door or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... The thing is, is that in a moment like this where everyone is dealing with a collective issue, now it seems you know, more real and now you're, now people are feeling flustered and whatnot. But the thing is, is that the, throughout the course of your life, there's always been things that have been happening that have been outside your control right? Like you can't control what the government does. You can't control if another nation chooses to go to war with us, right? You can't choose if, you know, the weather is going to be uh, all over the place now, right? So like one day it's snowing and another day it's warmer or whatnot. There's just, there's so much that's outside of your control. And it, it is, it, it does become an easy excuse for people to be like, well, this happened. So that's why I can't do what I need to do, right? Which I think if you're, you know, once you're an adult, it's, 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 that's the, that's a weak mindset to have that leads to weak behaviors. Cause now you're giving away all your personal agency to things that are outside of your control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, th and this has been the challenge. Uh, I, to be honest, from like a lot of the podcasts I've been listening or whatnot, but I think people are trying maybe not to tell people what to do during the pandemic. Cause there is no right or wrong. It's right. True. And, and, and it's a, and it's a traumatic event for many people, but um, the good thing about a conversation that you and I are having is sort of, you know what, let's, let's step on that line, right? Let's step on that fucking line and be like, you know what? Yeah, there's a pandemic happening, but unless you are in the hospital, someone close to you is in the hospital, which, you know, God forbid that happens. And, uh, but unless, unless your house is literally falling apart and you are broke as shit, you have no excuse to not work on yourself right now. There is no excuse. Yeah. Even if you have kids. What are you gonna say? I've got to take care of my kids all day. Bullshit. You can find an hour or two to move your life forward. You're well, yeah, but even or even just incorporating them into the process. Like you're gonna if you're gonna do yeah. some journaling, like give your kids a book, like get them to color. Exactly. Like it's there's it's true. And I think the other thing that's weighing heavily is that <laughs> this this whole thing, and I think this is like a human condition problem. Not even a problem, but just an, I'm just gonna say it's a thing where people feel like they have to be busy all the time. They have to be productive because it is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so there is this, I see this heaviness. There's a, there's a big contrast that I'm noticing on social media and yeah. it is, Oh my God, I'm being so productive with my time. I'm doing all these things I've never done before. I'm getting all this shit done, clean my closet. Haven't done that in 10 years, you know, weird yeah. things like that. And then there's people who are just not doing anything. And I think that, they're just being with themselves and they're completely slowing down and they're not quote as productive as other people, but they're doing what they need to be doing. And I think that's the other important too, is that, you know, again, this comes down to focus, like focus on what you need right now, exactly. not what you think you should be doing. Yeah. There's a huge difference with that. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I've had I've had conversations with with friends also um, who've been now complaining about the fact that their their diet is you know gone to shit, or maybe they're they're drinking a lot more uh, to deal with the stress, and because they're at home all the time, and it's like, okay, you know what? It's good that you've realized that for yourself. Yes. Right now, stop looking at the person who's you know building an empire while they're at home. And focus on now working on your poor nu- nutritional habits, basically, right? Like, yeah. what is your immediate challenge? It's problem solving. That's really what we need to be focusing on every single day, or at least that's how I'm approaching it, is mindful problem solving every single day. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, what's not working for me right now? Or what is it that I need to change right now? So yes. for myself and, and my housemates, and I'm so glad we did this, our problem was is that we were having a, a trouble exercising at home. So we spent an entire day cleaning out our basement and setting up a home gym, right? We put our heads together and we did it. And now it's there. And now there's no excuse not to work out. But we had to go through that, you know, getting over those inner conflicts of like, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm like, I feel lazy or whatnot. But then it clued in that this is our immediate problem is that we don't have a way to work out at home properly. So we had to roll up our sleeves and get it done, right? And now that issue is taken care of. And now you can move on to the next thing. I think the power in what you're saying is being solution focused rather than problem oriented. Yeah. Like because because like, for Go example, ahead. like obviously when you're, as an example, like your friends or, you know, the people in your life that were complaining about their, their diet and whatnot, the complaint there, there's always a commitment behind the complaint. I've talked about this in other episodes before, but the commitment is obviously they want to eat healthy, feel good and exercise while in quarantine, but there's just yeah. a blockage there as to how they can do it. And so again, it really comes back to like, what are you focusing on? Like, what's the solution? Like for you guys in your house, with you and your housemates, you decided, okay, this doesn't work that we're being extremely sedentary right now. And so we're going to come together and clean out the basement to make this a space where we can exercise and like take care of ourselves and then problem solved. And I know that I was sharing this with you before we jumped on the podcast, but even in like, that's like a physical situation where you shifted into a solution-based thinking and action taking. And I was sharing with Hamza before we started recording was the other day I was talking with my grandparents on the phone and they, they are in Quebec and in Quebec is the worst province right now for COVID-19 and they're in an old folks home and they're 89 years old. So they're up there, they're high risk. And my grandparents were just sharing with me, like, of course, there's not much going on in their old folks home. Like, you know, they're saying like, we have to stay in our apartment. Like they're cleaning the hallways. We can't have guests. Like we can't go outside. We have to clean our own place. Like it's, it's this, this, and this. And she was just sharing everything that was going on. And let me tell you, like, it was really depressing to listen to this. And not that, not that her experience or their experience wasn't valid and her emotions about it weren't valid. But in that moment, I had a choice. I could have just kept going with the conversation and like this stream of negativity. Like she even started bringing up like conspiracy theories, like, well, you know, they haven't talked much about Russia in the news. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, she's suggesting that, you know, what if COVID-19 came from Russia and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, like we, I'm not going down this rabbit hole right now. And so instead I started focusing on the solutions. I was like, you know what? I totally understand that you have to stay in your apartment and the people are cleaning, but they're doing that to protect you. And I'm so thankful that you're being well taken care of. And, yeah. and then the whole, the whole conversation shifted like, yes, Kayla, you know, you're right. And, 
and we're so thankful too. And I was like, you know what? I'm so happy that I get to call you on the phone and we can have a conversation. And I get to hear your voice and we get to be connected even though we're across the country from each other. And again, it was just a shift in energy right there. Like, oh, we love you so much and I love them. And my point of sharing the story is that all it took was me thinking, I don't want to focus on COVID-19 and what is happening right now. Yes, it is valid what's happening and I get their emotions. And I want us to focus on the positivity because at the end of the day, no matter what we're dealing with, like we want to be happy. And we want to feel safe and secure and connected. So I chose to focus on that and I shifted the dialogue. And so you can do this. You know, Hamza, you gave this great example of how you can focus on what you want physically, change your environment. And I'm talking about focusing in terms of like your energy and dialogue and shifting that world too. Like we actually completely undermine the power that we have as human beings to be able to focus and shift things and shift our perception. Yeah. And it was through the process of shifting the dialogue and the energy that allowed me to then make the physical changes to my environment. Yeah. Right. That's the whole thing. It all started with the personal agency, right? You look within yourself, you're like, okay, what can I do to improve this situation? Yes. What can I do to move forward? And that's what being solution oriented is. Exactly. Um, And that, and that, and you got to remind yourself of that of every single day. And the idea is not to be perfect. It's just to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Consistency is key. You know, I mean, you work as a personal trainer. I think you can explain consistency probably better than I can. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the people, <laughs> it's like the core like, ethos of like fitness. Uh, but more so, you can apply that to any discipline or any endeavor. So when it comes down to taking personal agency and focusing on the positives, that is also going to come down to consistency. Every single day you wake up and you put yourself in that mental frame of I'm going to choose to focus on what I can do and focus on the positives. Yes. And that, that on its own is enough of a seedling to now set you up for successful habits in other parts of your life during this quarantine. Exactly. And I can't put it any more succinctly than that. Like that's, it starts with that. Yeah. And before we jumped on in this conversation, we were talking about focus and consistency. And it's like, I know that they're not synonymous, but they could be because in order to be focused, you have to be consistent. Like that, that is, that is what it is. So I think it's a matter of also trusting the process. We haven't really talked too much about this in the episode yet, but like you start focusing on something and just because you're being intense about it and intentional with your focus that consistency in order to have consistency it actually takes time and it's that's just like time is time is everything when it comes to consistency because focus is like consistency over time yeah well how about this why don't you give us an example you know that's fitness related of how consistency and focus then help you get into a routine yes i think that well to start small in the sense, like, say if somebody is inconsistent with working out, so they do, like, once or twice a week, or they haven't gone in months, and then they'll go for, like, three months at a time, and again, I talked about this earlier, about having structures, and having things for accountability, like, this is what allowed me to juggle multiple things when I was a varsity athlete, and, and it's, like, I think that, it starts with the base, the foundation, like, for me, I know that working out right now in quarantine is, I've, convinced my building manager to lend me 
weights from the gym, first of all, which was like amazing. So we have some weights up here and a TRX. And so my boyfriend and I hold each other accountable by it's either we, we either go and like walk AK outside or we like lift weights to do yoga or we go and we do a hike because we're able to like do social distancing with that. And it's just those small things like thinking, okay, I'm just going to focus on this week or like this workout even just to like focus on, I want to feel good. So I'm going to go and do this workout. Like sometimes that's literally how basic my thinking gets. Kayla, you've been sitting in your bed all day working on the computer. I want to feel good now. And my choice is I either keep sabotaging and just stay on my computer and watch Netflix or do whatever, or I can go and like move my body even for 30 minutes and feel better. And then it's like, okay, I did it once. And then maybe the next day it'll work out. And then the next day it's like, okay, we're in the same situation now. It didn't work out yesterday. And it's just like, it's like baby steps and constantly talking to myself of like, okay, what am I actually committed to? Like in this moment, do I want to continue feeling like a little baby whale or like a sloth? Or do I actually want to feel energized and just feel my body be like firmer and tighter and healthier because I took the time to exercise a little bit. And it's literally focusing on one thing at a time. It's not like I'm going to work out, you know, 25 times this month because I'm working out five days a week and then it's going to be this many times in a year because then when we when we look at the big picture too much like that then sometimes that will that will steer us off track and it becomes overwhelming and we're just like I'm going to fail so fuck it anyway right exactly right and the whole point of your long-term goals more than anything should be to give you direction right? So you have a direction of where to concentrate and put your efforts into because you don't actually know how things are going to work out. Yeah, right? it's funny because life does not work on like that typical corporate five year goal setting plan, which is so funny because any corporate goal <laughs> five year plan that I had in the past, um, when I was a corporate worker, like none of that, none of that is how it worked out. And it's not even just to me, I know a lot of people who just it doesn't go that way. But it gives you direction. So you're right. Like when, when you focus too much on the big picture, it's going to overwhelm you. And then that's going to inhibit you from taking action. Yes. And when the best way to take action is going to be bringing it right back to this moment and say, what do I need in this moment? Mm-hmm. And then that's, what's going to get you to take action. So, you know, even in the fitness example, if you are someone who's not working out at all right now, just get on the ground and do a couple of push-ups. Do as many as you can. Even if yeah. you can't do one, do like the push-ups where you're on, you know, your knees. What it's called? I don't want to call them girly push-ups because I don't know if that's a. No, just like on your knees or even like elevated, like, like inclined push-ups on the couch. Seriously. Yeah, just very quick. And really, exactly. I think the idea is just fucking do something. Mm-hmm. Just do something in Baby that direction. Step. Yeah. Baby steps, right? You're like, okay, I want to read this book. Okay, read one page. People are like, it's only a page. It's like, but yes, but that's one more page than you had read like five minutes ago. Totally. Or, or the, the quote, like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> like, that's just, that's just how it goes, right? Yeah. 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 I was just going to say, and the other thing with people too is that they're like, okay, now I need to get into this daily, like, you know, daily momentum. It's like, yes, that is what you're working up to, but that's not necessarily where you're going to start off. So just going back to the fitness example, let's say you do like five pushups today. If you don't do pushups tomorrow, don't say, okay, now it's done because now I've missed a day. No, now it's the third day. So just get back and try to do those five again. And just every single day, remind yourself, okay, I'm going to do this every single day. And that's how you build momentum over time, which we all have right now. If you're not a, if you're not still working or a healthcare worker or whatnot, you have time. Yeah. That's figuring out how you're going to use it. 
And it's not, and, it, and it's not to say that, again, it's not about being ultra productive. It's just bringing that power back to yourself so that you can start doing the things that matter to you. Yeah, it's true. And I think that this is something that people really underestimate, like just asking yourself, I think if you're going to ask yourself anything after listening to this episode is what am I focused on? And whether we're talking, I know we're talking about health and working out right now because this is the background that we come from and it's something that both Hamza and I are really passionate about. But it's like in that moment where, and I'm going to speak really authentically for myself, like there's been, I haven't worked out in the last two days and I definitely don't feel great about it. But when I ask myself the question, what am I focused on? I'm actually focused on the fact that I haven't worked out in two days rather than focusing on what I could do, which is like go for a walk or go and do a TRX workout in my kitchen because I know that will make me feel better. If I'm being really honest, like I'm actually focused on the fact that I haven't done anything for two days. And if I'm going to bring in manifestation into this conversation and like law of attraction, then this is it. Because if I'm focused on what I haven't done, then I'm just going to continue not doing what it is I actually want to do. So that's like, I think that's a really key point to hone in on. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, it, I, I was just thinking about this. It's funny because we started off this whole conversation with talking about how both you and I at one point in our lives were over like scattered and had to find ways or had moments where we had to deal with being spread too thin and having to rein it back in. During this time right now, during the quarantine, if you are at home, there is no better time because like to really focus on on a few important things because there's no way for you to be scattered in the outside world because you can't step out your door and go out and do things. So now you're now that you're home, you can really break down to those key things that matter in your life. Now it's gonna be different for everyone, but I remember I saw this one thing that was going around on the internet. It was like a you know, motivational picture or whatever, but it was, but I, you know, I, I liked it because I'm like, man, this can really apply to a lot of people is having three main focuses. Um, number one is a venture that brings you money. Number two is something that keeps you fit. And number three is something that allows you to be creative. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. Oh, so something, God. right. Exactly. And it's so simple, right. Finances, health, creativity. Yeah. And that applies to most people. Most people uh, have the desire <laughs> to want to have an abundance in all three of those things. So even if you're someone who at the moment you're like, I don't really have any deep passions or I don't really have any direction or I'm too scattered. It's like, well, then why don't you bring it back to, you know, th those three things or even two out of three, right? Like right now, if it's a challenging time to make money and, you know, right now we've got the government benefits coming in too. So there's ways for people to receive money, hopefully. Um, then you've got your other two, right? Which is fitness and creativity. And I'll admit that that's exactly what I'm focused on. I mean, for me, I'm lucky to begin with because those are my two main passions anyways, but I have, you know, product, music production for my creativity. And then I have yoga and body weight exercises for my fitness. And now that's, that's good. I'm good. I feel set. It's yeah. a matter of doing those things consistently. Yes. No, I totally agree. And it's so yeah. funny. I love that you brought this up because I, I have, unconsciously been doing these things and i think these are like really the three things to have a thriving experience in in the middle of this pandemic and like focusing on these three things like you know in terms of finance like i've been putting 
plans into launching a course in the next few yeah. weeks and also started working a new job. So like my finances are literally taken care of my fitness, yeah. like bringing up the weights from that, my condo gym and like being creative, like doing online workouts. Like I never would have done like YouTube ab workouts or anything. I've never done that before. And now I'm doing it. And it's actually like pretty great. And in terms yeah. of creativity, like when I, I was at home a couple of weeks ago in Victoria and I was staying at my parents' house for my birthday and just celebrating with them. And I, I was painting. My yeah. mom has some canvases there and I did a couple paintings and I haven't painted in like, I don't know, since I was in middle school. So I have a couple canvases of paintings that I brought back to Vancouver and I did some like landscaping and garden work with them outside. And like, I've never done that yeah. before. And honestly, I've been like cooking up a storm as well being at home yeah. with my boyfriend and like we've spent more on groceries because we're like plant like cooking three meals a day and we're eating a lot more at home but those yeah. are my creative outlets and they've actually brought me happiness and I've like been able to improve my skills in those areas and yeah. it's just yeah it's just like taking advantage of the positive aspects of being in this situation that you know otherwise my excuse had been oh I don't have time to paint oh I don't want to do landscaping I can do something else like it's no yeah. I have the time now so I'm actually going to do these things I don't normally do and I I enjoyed it so sometimes you know you're talking about oh maybe you don't have a creative outlet or you don't have this or you're not really into fitness or whatever it it just it just takes a minute to be open-minded and curious which is so good because we literally recorded a podcast episode on this right the power yeah. of being you know curious in life and yeah. and so that's it like just being curious being open-minded and just choosing like one thing at a time to focus on yeah for sure and uh, the one thing i'm gonna add is that what, when, when I'm also mentioning fitness, I'm not saying fitness is a passion. Like I'm saying fitness, like in terms of taking care of your health. Yes. Especially right now we're dealing with a, you know, vicious respiratory disease um, that's spreading around. So taking care of your immune system and your mental health should be yeah. top priority, right? It's not like, oh, I'm passionate about like, you know, my immune system. It's like, no, you do those things <laughs> for the sake of your health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then once you have, so once you have your, and, and again, I get it with finances is incredibly tricky right now. Um, but you know, that's why you need to look into whatever options are available to you. Uh, but once you have that foundation in place and then you have a health routine in place, that's what's going to allow you to now be creative and productive totally. right? because you're not worrying about those two things anymore. And even with being creative, I think sometimes when people hear the word creative, they think artistic. No, you don't have to paint or play an instrument or whatnot to be creative. Like you even just gave great examples with landscaping and cooking, right? Yeah. Just two simple things, but they're both very creative intensive. I mean, you know, and again, people will argue that those things are also artistic, which I'm not disagreeing with. But the problem is, is that with people, when they think of something, it, they think of such a specific activity for what that is. It's like, no, now you figure out what worked for you, but it works those same parts of your brain yeah right? so being creative like look at the fucking word create <laughs> yeah well i mean other things creative. yeah like other things that i was doing in terms of creative like i've been reading when i was visiting victoria i was i did a puzzle with my grandmother and like played uno like played cards with her like these are like creative ways of passing the time that yeah. are not just scrolling through our phones or being on the internet right like that's exactly. the whole point well we're being creative right now we are yeah. being creative right now. We're literally creating a podcast episode. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> those, I can feel it in my brain. It's working those same parts of my brain <laughs> as writing or making music. Yeah. Uh, and 
and I think uh, with uh, with with getting people to be creative, you can't force someone to want to create. They really mm-hmm. have to do that for themselves, like with anything else. Yeah. But now is the time to figure out how to be more creative if that's something you feel like is lacking in your day-to-day life, but especially during this quarantine. Totally. Right? You're like, I feel like a blob. I'm just sitting on the couch and just watching 14th season of whatever it is and just eating a bag of chips. And yeah. uh, it's making me feel like crap. It's like, well, no wonder. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not that, that sound judgmental, it but sense. it's like, well, yeah, it makes sense. I think that a little tip for people if they're not feeling creative and they want to be creative and they feel like it's being forced, like we've already talked about this, but meditation, and you said it beautifully earlier, like clearing yourselves of the burdens or the heaviness of thoughts that you're having or whatever. Like when you clear yourself of that, you create space in your mind to think. And sometimes things will just fall into your head. Like ideas will just fall into your head. And that is, it doesn't like being creative doesn't have to be strategic. Like being creative is not the same as being strategic in my opinion. So, I mean, you could argue that. I don't know what you think about that, but. I think it would come down more to semantics. Like I do, like I I get what you mean. Um, I don't know. I I just feel like you're going to get a lot of varied opinions on, on those that, but anyways, it doesn't really matter. Continue on. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just it. Like the whole point is if you feel that you're stuck and that you're not being creative and you want to be is like, just the first step I'd recommend is like doing a meditation, do a guided meditation, download insight timer and like even a five minute guided meditation to just clear your mind. And then just, you know, decide to look up a recipe or to order a book online or whatever it is that you want to do. And just know that. Yeah. Yeah. Grab a piece of paper and grab a pen and start drawing. Yeah. Doesn't right? have like to, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? Just like just just do something. But um what I was gonna say in, in regards to meditation is that it, it's it's kind of mind-boggling to me that people would not want to meditate during a period like this because meditation is what's gonna help build that emotional resilience during these challenging times right? As we deal with more bad news, as we have to continue to, to exist through these social measures um, and stay isolated and whatnot, like emotional resilience is more important than it's ever been. And one of the best ways to become emotionally resilient is to meditate and meditate deep. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that again, takes focus and consistency. <laughs> it's all the same thing yeah we're like we're like we're literally saying the same things over and over and over again but that's what it is it yeah sometimes is. sometimes you need to hear things 101 times to get it you know so we'll just sure. pretend that us repeating ourselves is like really honing in and also just showing how it really is all interconnected on some level that's exactly exactly how it's all interconnected well some of my favorite podcasters that i listen to or whatnot that's a lot of their videos they have their overarching subject and then they're just repeating the same points over and over again. They're sharing examples and whatnot because that's what helps the messages really sink in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when Kayla and I are here, we're talking about, you know, you've heard us say the words focus and consistency probably a hundred times. <laughs> uh, it's for that reason. It's because yeah. that the most important thing is your, your focus is going to drive consistency and then your consistency is going to drive your focus, right? And you want to create a positive feedback loop between those things. Right. And there's, I just, it's almost trying to hurt my brain to think about it, but there's no other way to do it than just to fucking do it. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? I just want to invite our listeners today to just choose one thing today 
that you're going yeah. to intentionally focus on and be consistent with and just let it unfold and just every day choose. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, like this one thing, just choose one thing. And then as you master that it becomes autopilot, then you can add other things. And that's, yeah. that's really going to be the key to success. Yeah. I mean, allow me to be persuasive for a moment, but I would encourage a lot of people to start meditating if you're not. Yeah. Right? Like, like, okay. So how long do you meditate for Kayla on average? Uh, a day, 15 to 30 minutes. Okay. Fair. So for me, I do 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. I do 15 minutes. And the reason I do it is because I can be consistent with 15 minutes. Yes. Yes. Right. Fair. That's the thing. And it works. That's the best way to start off your day. I mean, I, I just like yourself, I like to do it usually in the morning, but sometimes if I end up skipping the morning, I'll do it in the afternoon or the evening mm -hmm. or whatnot. But the idea is that it gets done. Morning makes the most sense because then you're starting off your day with more clarity and presence totally. to begin with. So right now with most people, it's like you don't have a job to go to in the morning. So when you get up after you, you know, brush your teeth, eat breakfast or whatever, actually I recommend doing it before breakfast personally is, you know, once you've washed up or whatever, just meditate or even before yeah. you head over to the washroom, when you wake up in the morning, totally. just meditate. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to include in the show notes, I have some meditations and hypnosis on my podcast channel. I'll put those in the show notes for the listeners listening right now and also include Insight Timer. And there's Headspace and Calm, but I've been using Insight Timer for three years now and I love it. And it's a free yeah. app. So there's just, yeah, there's no excuse. You totally, right now listening to this, have the opportunity to be successful with meditation. So I'm excited for you, listeners. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, though this is yeah, you're 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 starting an exciting but difficult journey. And like we can be honest here too, meditation is tough. Like in the beginning, like I, like I kind of it's funny. I kind of hated meditation in the beginning because I'm like I just want to get on with my day. I don't want to yeah. sit here cross-legged like some freaking sherpa and just like think about nothing, right? But I realized that it is very important, and I was dealing with a lot of challenges at that time, and. Uh, you know, after a couple of weeks, and I think it did take a couple of weeks of consistent meditation, and I was using Headspace at that point, that was when the benefits started to reveal themselves. Mm -hmm. I found myself just being more calm, thinking a little less about the past, and not being as reactive to things. And it's funny, because when I fell off of meditation, that's when I noticed those things returned. Mm -hmm. So then that drove me back to meditation. Yes. <laughs> Um, so it is, uh, so my, my ultimate point there is that it's not an easy habit to instill, but now is the perfect time to instill a habit like that. Totally. And so I think if we're going to recap today, I would say to really ask yourself, like the powerful question is what am I focused on? That is absolutely so critical. And the second thing is really taking on this practice of meditation and just using that to be your foundation to allow you to focus on other things and be able to excel at other things as well. So that's like, that's like my two cents. So I don't know, Hamza, if you want to elaborate on this of what, what else you think we should recap? Um, I think uh, the best thing to recap for people is thing to recap about bringing your attention back to what I, what do I need now? Mm -hmm. right what will serve me today just 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 think about today don't think about what's going to happen in the future or the big goal just think about today and start there yeah um, and then do that as often as you can right I'm going to echo what I said before 
in this podcast where it's not about perfection, it's just about consistency. Yes. So if I really want to narrow it down to like one word and what I'm trying to, uh, or what we're trying to express to people here, for me, that word is going to be consistency. Yeah. Right. Be as diligent as you can in your consistency and whatever endeavor you choose. And it's going to be different for everyone. Uh, but just figure out what it is for you and then just be fucking consistent in that. That's it. Yeah. It's perfect. It doesn't have to be complicated. So I'm excited for people, you know, taking advantage of this time to really master the skill of focus and try new things and challenge themselves. And if you've already been doing that and you're listening to this, like kudos to you. Like, honestly, this is amazing. And if you've tried and you failed and you're listening to this, just keep trying. It doesn't matter. It really, it just keep going, keep being focused and consistent and things will always, 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 always work out. So exactly. And I think especially during these uncertain times where we don't know what's going to happen, except the fact that you're in it, but the social measures, sorry, the social measures and the pandemic will all come to an end. It's temporary. Everything is temporary. temporary. Exactly. Right. So we're, we're, we're just in a challenging uh, transition period right now, but this will come to an end and you will have to step back out into the real world and get on with your life. So you have a chance now to decide what kind of person you're going to be when you step back out into that world. And a lot of that is going to come down to your way of thinking and your habits. So if you're now able to focus on what really matters to you, those things will be even more important once you step back out into the real world, as long as you're consistent. Exactly. Perfect. That's a great ending. Thank you, Hamza. Do you mind sharing with our listeners where they can find you on social media? I've also included that in the show notes, but you can tell us anyway. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want, uh, the easiest way to connect with me is Instagram. My tag is H S Y E D nine zero five. And Kayla always tags uh, my Instagram in the, in the videos, like the stories and whatnot too. So you can find me through there and yeah, feel free to listen to some of my music. I always love getting feedback from, from people on, uh, on, on what they think, uh, on, on if they're enjoying it or not. And, uh, the other thing I'm going to also offer people is that if they want to talk more about this one-on-one, just send me a message. I'd be more than glad to chat. I've got the time. <laughs> Schedule has been cleared up. So yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for coming on here and having a chat with me. I always appreciate these, these convos keeps us in touch too, even though we're across the world from each other, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I, uh, I really enjoy them too. Well, well, thank you to the listeners today for tuning in. And like I said, you can find Hamza's contact information in the show notes. And if you could please subscribe, leave a comment, leave a five-star review. If you share this episode on social media, you can tag me at Kayla G, especially on Instagram. And like he said, we would love to hear from you and to hear what you think or if you have any thoughts or comments. Like this whole thing is to open up a conversation. So cheers to you and I will chat with you in the next episode.